So, thank you for joining us again after the wonderful live TV issue we just had. Wise guys, June 2022, 2-2. Two Anyways, <laughs> I need one of those things. Yeah. Um, so, we were talking about if – so, the question I posed, and you said you could hear me. I don't know if, if um, you were commenting on that. Uh, but Baker goes to Carolina, who – has a good year after a several down years. What was that, by the way? This? It was sparkling water with a little bit of meal in it. Which flavor meal? Fruit punch. Nice. I like the orange one. Yeah, it's I always get like the cheap Aldi stuff because I can't drink the sparkling water on its own. It just feels nah. It's uh I figure Walmart. it's a lot better than just drinking pop. Walmart. Their version of I call it fizzy water, delicious Fiji apple. Well, actually, I don't have that luxury anymore. They closed the one at the end of my street. Oh, geez. Anyways, not a big deal. The clinic's gonna buy it. <laughs> clinic could buy Walmart. Um, well, they're gonna so buy the go land. Oh, okay. So going back to what I was saying, Baker goes to Carolina, has a good year with Matt Rule, and then he gets a phone call from his buddy from the NFL 100 commercial. And says, hey, dude, I'm done. You want a winner right here? I'll even talk Gronk into staying. Yeah, but I think, if anything, they might actually want to start, you know, if they, if let's say that Tampa starts seeing their season go a little bit south or not up to expectation, do you think that they actually start turning the reins over to the kid that they just drafted and maybe start grooming him for a little bit and go into rebuild mode? To Kyle Trask? Yeah. I think if Kyle Trask, they thought Kyle Trask was the answer, they would have tried to talk Brady into staying retired. Yeah, but the other the other side of that coin is that you don't, you know, you don't have a quarterback go out, you know, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback as much as I can't stand the guy, um, go out you know, lose a playoff game and then immediately blow the thing up immediately to a guy who's never actually played a snap, let alone started. You want to bring the, the thing kid along. Yeah, but the thing about that is that Tampa's roster is so good. So good. With maybe – there's not 16 or 32 number one wide receivers in the league. There's a handful. Mike Evans may be the one of the best. You have good tight ends with O.J. Howard and Gronk because I, I would I, Gronk probably wouldn't stay, but you have a good tight end in O.J. Howard. You have a great defense. You have a very good offensive line anchored by Tristan Wirfs. You have good running backs. And if all the guys would have left, the veterans, you have cap room to go out and get somebody else. Right. So Trask would have been in a very good situation, but – I don't know if Kyle Trask can command a huddle with that kind of talent in it. We have seen Baker command a huddle with that kind of talent in it. Yeah, and let's also think that some of those guys in Tampa right now may not, you know, that might not be the worst thing in the world, but then you run into, you know, Gronk's got an ego. Um, Fournette's got an ego. Um, Baker certainly would have an ego as an alpha male. 
you know, See, but Gronk's ego is more. Let's just put it out there. Gronk is the frat boy who never grew up. Right. But Gronk is also a dude. Like Gronk will follow if you were in Gronk's respect, which I think Baker could. And if Brady made that call, there's all the cash Baker would need in the huddle. Yeah, but there's also part of you that thinks that when Brady finally decides that he's done, Gronk might think he's done too. No, I agree. That's why I said Gronk would leave. OJ Howard's still there. I mean, they've really just done him dirty. Right. I mean, they have just really done him dirty. But here's the here's the more pressing need for the Browns. Circling back to the the team that started this, you're gonna have to pay Miles again. If you want to keep Amari Cooper, you're gonna have to pay him. Owusu Koromoa is gonna turn into a top flight linebacker. You're gonna have to pay him. If new if uh, Newsom's the kid they got from Northwestern, Greg, right? Greg Newsom. Yep. You're gonna have to pay him. You got to keep the O line intact. You got to make a decision on Nick Ch- Nick Chubb, and now Kareem Hunt wants an extension. They don't have the fiscal flexibility to do it because of this deal. And they also don't have the capital to replace those guys if their asking price is too high. And they also don't have the draft capital anymore to make moves if this blows up in their face, which it already is doing. Right. Could we get what we want, and could Jimmy Haslam have to sell the team? Well, it's already starting to happen with one Cleveland franchise where, you know, the minority stake of the Guardians was sold earlier this week. And that I guy's, saw that. And that guy's going to take over within the next five or six years. So hopefully we get the same thing with, uh, um, you know, it's to the point anymore by midseason. Are we calling them the Cleveland Clowns again? Uh, not this team. For how dysfunctional this is turning into, I. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I thought I, you were calling the clowns the gar- the guardians the clowns. I'm sorry. No. Yes, they're, they're the clowns already. Yeah, they're it's the clowns a, already. You know, instead of coming out and playing in the air tonight, do they come out and play the the calliope? Da, 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 da. I got a better one. Be good. Kind of. Maybe. Hell with it. Stupid YouTube ads. If this is ICP... (laughs) Yakety Sack makes everything better. For those who don't know, that's the theme to the Benny Hill Show. A.K.A. Yakety Sax. When you said the clown music, I went, oh, no, Benny Hill's so much better. Benny Hill's so much better. Yakety Sax could make anything funny. Do you ever see the, the ravers dancing to that, the people, the video someone did? Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, Jimmy, the rails are gone. 
So since we're not going to get Natalie tonight, it looks like I'm going to read the tweet, and then when we get her on, we'll discuss it. On June 15th, just earlier this week, she says, My karma wish. Baker goes to Carolina. Watson is not suspended until after the first game. Baker goes off. Watson crumbles. Browns fans who support this mess cry. Watson then suspended indefinitely. I like that. I like it too. And I think it's got a lot more legs than people think. I believe I, I agree with you, and I agree with her. Um, someone asked me, they said, oh, the Browns are your team. I said, yeah, they are. But unfortunately, this year I'm going to play Nero, and I'm going to sit here on the, on the hill, fiddle, and watch it burn. Watch it burn, yep. And, and that's all it's going to do. And this is ridiculous. I mean, it, again, my biggest issue is – I, I'm not privy to the off-field issues. I, I Listen, I don't care about them. I make jokes about them, which are probably in bad taste, but you know what? I'm angry, so I deal with it in humor. Quite honestly, none of us really are. It's not like the January 6th hearings, because, you know, that the, the documentation isn't out there for everybody to see. You know, there weren't any – the court filings have not been made public yet. Yeah, Only and, some and members of the media have. Yeah, T Tiki Barber made a good point. If it walks like a duck – and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. 26 people, it's a duck. But again, my issue with this, and I have tried to stick to this because social commentary is not my thing, I have serious on-field concerns. And people have said, oh, he's better. I'm not saying his skill set is not better than Baker Mayfield. What I am saying is he has done nothing to prove that this contract was worth sacrificing the future of a franchise that was on the rise and becoming legit year-in, year-out Super Bowl contenders for a city that would burn to the ground if they ever won a Super Bowl. This was not the deal to make. That's been my issue the whole time. The contract is the issue. The stats leading up to the contract are the issue. So I, for anybody out there who's listening, when I put this up, when I kind of stick it together and put it out through Anchor and what have you on Spotify, which I will do, um, that's my problem. That right there. And unfortunately, everybody who comes at me with, but he's better. Okay, but what has he done? What has he right. won? He won his only division title when Andrew Luck was hurt. He's won one playoff game, same amount as Baker. The year he won his playoff game, he had six Pro Bowlers, including himself. Two of them first-team All-Pros. One of them being DeAndre Hopkins, who at the time was the best wide receiver in the game. He had a decent offensive line. He had a decent running game. He had a good defense with the bookends being Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt, who was healthy that year. When J.J. Watt went red Grange. Exactly. And you couldn't get out of the second round. Meanwhile, the guy who they just piloted out of here, well, who they haven't piloted out of here yet. Think, think about it. The tickets bought and the planes on the tarmac, they just keep getting delayed because of mechanical issues. Kind of like his 2021 season. All right, we need to talk about something happy now because I'm getting I'm getting angry. 
this putts is going to drive me right to the bottle. We've got five more months. We've we've got we've st- we've still got two more months before the season even starts. I got the Mets. I'm fine. Yeah, I got yeah. the Mets. And hold on, the smack it that the new coach at Notre Dame is talking about Ohio State. I know that brought joy to your heart. A little bit, a little bit. The only thing I'm the only, I mean, the other happy thing I'm you know seeing about Notre Dame is the way that they uh knocked Tennessee out of the College World Series over the uh, you know earlier I this week. I saw that. That was so good. Sorry, the catch right here. He's got something on his neck. Um, Speaking of College World Series, is it time to double back? Yes, it is. Yes, I, okay. I got to hear this. So, wait, so Stanford made an error much like what you're going to speak about is what you're saying. Very much so. On the first pitch of the game. Okay. First pitch of the game. The College World Series opened yesterday. Four games yesterday. First game out of the shoot today. Stanford, Arkansas. Stanford, the home team with the better record. Stanford was the only one of the top eight seeds to advance. Um, I think you know what I take that back. I think maybe like Auburn might have been fourth. Here's the funny thing about the College World Series. Off topic here. Eight teams in, five out of the SEC looking for their third consecutive national champion and four of the last five. Hi, Ollie. Uh, the only the only one to break that was Oregon State in 2018, and then naturally we didn't have a we didn't have a uh, a series in 2020 because of the pandemic because everything got canceled uh, during yeah. that. But first pitch of the game, um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend time going through the research and everything uh, of the names. First pitch of the game, long fly ball, d- deep right field, backs the right fielder up to the track. Ball goes off his head. Stayed in the park this time. Jose, 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 Jose. I was at that game May 23rd, 1993. I was sitting in the 14th row of the right field bleachers behind Corey Snyder for most of that game. Corey Snyder was still in Cleveland in 93? Yes. We were sitting about 15 feet away from John Adams, the legendary drummer, who my grandfather wanted to murder because his ears were ringing for three days. My grandfather was already in his 60s at that point. It was myself, my dad, my brother, about three of my friends, and my grandfather. Bottom of the fourth inning, Carlos Martinez, no relation to the Carlos. No, Carlos, you're right, you're right. Carlos Martinez, I looked up the story earlier today for fact-checking. I thought it was originally Dave Henderson, but Dave Henderson actually hit a home run, and I think in the very next inning or something. Um, and he was on the Rangers then? Yeah. Um, really? Carlos Martinez, long fly ball, right field. Jose Canseco misplays the ball, does one of these to feel back the wall, misjudges it, is too busy looking back, ball goes off his head, over the fence. Play today, player doesn't look, he doesn't feel back. He thinks he's got enough room. Hits the wall, adjusts his glove when he makes impact, ball goes off his head and ricochets into right center for a leadoff triple. And that's coming off a metal bat. That had a hurt. Yeah. 
Funny story. We tried to get the ball. <laughs> Couldn't get it. Want to take a guess why? Somebody else grabbed it? It was over the seats at Municipal Stadium. The bleachers were locked except for concerts and Browns games because that's where the dog pound was. Oh, that's right. There were 14,053 people at that game. The bleachers were locked in, in unless even when they called sellouts at Old Municipal Stadium for the Indians, they did not open the bleachers. That was part of the agreement that they had with the stadium under Art Modell. They did not open the bleachers, not so even for the All-Star get... game. God, when was it there? 87. Was it 82? 82, I want to say. Well, so I know 84 was in San Francisco. That was Dwight Gooden's first year. 85, I want to say, was in Oakland. 86 was in the Astrodome. There was 2019. Nope. Baseball All-Star Games. This is what I'm looking for. At least the history. No, this isn't showing me everything. There was 1935, 1954, 1963, 1981. 1981. Um, oh, a strike here. Right, but never actually happened. Um. Oh, it did happen. The strike put the game in jeopardy, but they actually did have the game. So, yeah, so you're talking the next one was 97. Right. Let's spend two minutes on that. 25 years ago next month, the first All-Star game at what was Jacobs Field then in his progressive field now. It's still the Jake. Who cares? Um, and I mentioned that because something Natalie tweeted out about a couple days ago. Happy belated birthday to Sandy Alomar Jr., the first player to win the AL the All-Star Game MVP in his home stadium. Who was the second? Had to be a Met. Nope. Bryce? Shane Bieber. That's right. The last two All-Star Games in Cleveland for baseball, Cleveland players won the MVP. Here's the other fun fact. In basketball, the last two All-Star games held in Cleveland were the 50th greatest team of all time and the 75th. Yeah. So that was some night. I mean, you talk about some of the guys that were in that game. Mike Piazza was his final All-Star game as a Dodger. Uh, Randy Johnson, of course, and Larry Walker had the famous Walker turn the helmet around. And I thought right it was John Cruck. Crock was a couple years earlier in Baltimore. Where he turned the bat around. Okay. No, no, yeah. he threw it over his head and he was just done. He was backing okay, out. Yeah. yeah. That's the this. Larry Walker was in the first inning. He actually turned himself around right-handed, turned the helmet around. Yep. And got into the box. Um, that started a heck of a year for Sandy Alomar. I don't Very think we realize how good he was in 1997. Uh you have that, you have the big moments in the postseason. Um, leading them almost. I that I was just the Mets are playing the Marlins right now. They were talking about they were having a night to honor the 25th anniversary of the 1997 World Champions. I'm like, you scumbags. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pour salt in the wound a little bit more. You want to take a guess who was the starting pitcher for that game 
where the ball went off Canseco's head for the Cleveland Indians? Charles Nagy. Jose Mesa. Stop it. You know, I was in the building the night they won their first division title. In 1995. Yeah. Do you want to know what the funny thing was? It was the first time in my life I prayed for rain for a baseball game. <laughs> I no no, I prayed for rain the night before because they played Baltimore. And if Baltimore would have been rained out the night before, Ripken would have broke the record in Cleveland the next night. That's right. That was twenty one thirty two. Um I was sitting 12 rows off the tribe dugout. And that's in the days when they used to throw the gimme Vaughn when they would bring Mesa and you see Joe table. Yeah. Um, Joe should have been kicked off the table. They should have retained Carlos Bayerga instead of Jose Mesa. You heard that story, right? Yeah. It's, you know, I'll, I'll, I still actually remember the night that they clinched to every, the, the one lasting memory I have is Eddie Murray raising the flag. Yep. That was cool. Um, Jim Tomey caught a pop-up when Jim Tomey was playing third base. You know who the starting pitcher that night was? Jared Wright? No, Wright didn't come up until 97. It's all Hershiser. I was thinking Hershiser, and I'm thinking to myself, would it wouldn't be that obvious, and that's why I went with Jared yeah, I was going to say Hirsch. I had Hirsch on the tip of my tongue, and I'm like, he wouldn't throw me a softball like that, would he? I would. Um, so I, that was a cool night. That was a cool night. I mean, that was that was people crying like at the end of Major League is what it was. Yeah. Um. So, all right, we talked about the Browns, we talked about the Guardians, we talked about, I don't want to talk about the debacle that is the Washington Commanders. I still think they missed it when they could have been the Sentinels and Shane Falco could have led them on the field week one. Yeah, but, you know, well, then again, it wouldn't have been Shane Falco. Everyone would have thought of him as John Wick. Somebody put up the other day, John Wick is a story of if, uh, Bill would have gone to military school. <laughs> this is a, the, what, what's about to happen is on purpose. I don't want you to see my face when I say this. I've not seen any of the John Wick movies. Neither have I. All right. <laughs> but I have seen the clip of I, the scene with Kevin Nash. I wanted, I wanted, the funny thing is, is every time they like, come up on when they put them on Netflix or they put them on, on Peacock because I got Peacock Premium. It's like every time I finally get around to watching them, they yank them like the very next day. Yeah, it's rough. I honestly, I still have all the Spider-Mans I got to see yet. I, I got, I still have to see Far From Home and I got it. Well, I have to buy No Way Home yet, but I got to see that one too. Um, I think I'm going to go see Top Gun with Zach though. I'm going tomorrow with my dad. Oh, my God. It looks so good. And, you know, Miles Teller looks like he could have been Anthony Edwards and Meg Ryan's kid. 
Yeah, it's, you know, going back and thinking that far, it's like Meg Ryan, like, hadn't become the Hollywood starlet that she did. Anthony Edwards with a mustache before. And people also forget Tim Robbins was in that. Merlin. You're going to do what? <laughs> We've been watching clips. The one where he, <laughs> when he's having the briefing from Kelly McGillis. I was inverted. <laughs> we covered that with Alex, but it's, I'm not going to do the gesture, but I hate when it does that. Yes, I know the finger goose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got a couple. We got a couple minutes left. Um, so, hey, according to this, it says only 24. We got another hour. Dude, I'm tired. I was up early this morning making sure my created character got into my. Uh, franchise on the show you know if natalie came on and realized that i got a hallmark movie to watch tonight she'd probably click right off <laughs> no no hallmark movie for me i think i uh, i made oh i finished the apple crisp last night oh damn here's the funny thing is tonight's hallmark movie is actually got i was thinking of you when i saw the preview because the actress in it tonight is Rochelle Lefebvre, who was Victoria from the first two Twilight movies. <laughs> You're welcome. Not again. <laughs> Just hey, not again. The only reason I brought it up is I was going back and, and making sure, because I redid the Wise Guys page on my blog, and, it's, uh, and I had to make sure all the links worked. And ironically enough, when I clicked on the one where we were talking about that, that's right where it came to from my watch history on that, uh, on that show. That's funny. So I, got one, I, I want to touch on one other topic. And it is a little selfish, this topic. But it is the fact that it seems the baseball world is going to run through New York come this October. Right now, for the first time in – Ever. The New York Mets and New York Yankees have the best records in their respective leagues this late in the season. They're doing it in different ways. The Mets are a walking mash unit. Here's the thing. The Yankees are having a, a season of the ages. It's just absolutely uh, – sorry, Zach just told me where he was staying tonight. He's up at a graduation party um, with his buddy. So I wanted to make Sorry, sure. I, I, I just went to ESPN to get some of the scores. Uh, first of all, the Guardians are getting crushed right now. Uh, yeah, but they already took the first. Didn't they take the first one? They did. Okay. Um, but the Avalanche are up five nothing on the Lightning in Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals. That's crazy! Wow. Cardinals are beating the snot out of the Red Sox ten two. I'll take that. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um. Right now, the New York Mets are 44-23. and 23, And Jacob deGrom hasn't thrown a pitch. Yeah. And Max Scherzer's been out for six weeks. And you guys won tonight. 3-2 so against the Marlins. And so did the Yankees, yep. They're on another level right now. Mets or the Yankees? Both. Yeah. Pulling up the standings, the Yankees are now 12 games in first, won nine in a row. You guys are six and a half up, won three in a row, and picked up two games in the last, uh, really since the weekend began. 
Yeah, the Cubs have played very – listen, the kid who pitched against Atlanta two days ago pitched very, very well, uh, and they got a big hit late in the game. Um, listen, Atlanta's going to be tough. But the Mets went out to the West Coast, split with the Dodgers, took two or three from Anaheim, and unfortunately dropped two or three to the the, uh, the Padres. And Atlanta won 14 in a row. If Atlanta had been playing like they played at the beginning of the year, the Mets' lead would be more like the Yankees' lead with not as good a record. Uh, I did see the Guardians are a game out, which I love. As a non-New Yorker, is a Subway series, especially with the cachet and names you would have, in it, Scherzer, DeGrom, Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, Pete Alonzo, Francisco Lindor, uh, Giancarlo, Mike Stanton, who, with the way he plays defense, should have been the tight end at USC where he got the full ride offer. Do you imagine that monster playing tight end? But we're talking baseball. We're not talking football. I know. I'm just saying. Um as a non-New Yorker, is that a World Series you would want to watch? I know you're not a baseball guy per se, but as a sports fan, with the cachet of names, is that a World Series you would want to actually tune into to see what happened? Two games at the most. Okay. Because at that think- point, because at that point, the novelty and the flair of it wears off. And, yeah. and, plus, also, and plus, also at that point. There's there's only so much of national announcers gushing over New York that you can stomach, even if even as a New Yorker. Yeah, I, I usually when it comes to the postseason and being brutally honest, I love Joe Buck. I, I happen to love Joe Buck. I do too. I think he calls a great first of all, I think he calls a great baseball game. Um I can't wait till it's him and um who's he doing the game? Oh, I can't wait till he moves to Monday night football. I will actually watch more than just when my team plays it. Um, but, yeah, it does get – it gets a little annoying. So I actually listened to uh, Howie Rose, who is the Mets play-by-play announcer on the radio. Oh, it's, I, 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 I like me some Howie Rose. I, 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 got a, I got a full heaping of him up until about three years ago when he, when he used to call Islander games and then took over the Mets full-time and turned it over to Brendan Burke. And Brendan Burke's very good, so for – Howie Rose to give that job up to Brendan Burke with the Islanders? That's saying something. Well, Howie's been the the radio voice of the Mets since 2004. Bob Murphy, who was the radio voice of the Mets from 1962 until 2003, retired. Uh, we lost Murph shortly thereafter. Um, but the Mets radio booth at one point in time was Gary Cohen, and who does the play-by-play on TV with Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, which is just an epic I'm going to send you the video. Hernandez actually said on a game after McNeil got a base hit, well, the Mets are stroking out another eight hits tonight. And Gary goes, did you just say stroking out? Yes. Yes. I think I think you tweeted it, and I think I watched it. He just, he just doesn't care. I got to send you a guy who's on uh, John Boy Media. Jolly Olive, he did a compilation of the best of his favorite moments. One of them is just them in the booth with Jerry Seinfeld. Another one. I'm going to leave you with this, and then we're going to tell everybody what's coming up, and we're going to sign off. So during the pandemic year, Steve Gelbs would be in the studio. The guys would be at the ballpark doing the game, and they never traveled. 
obviously because of restrictions. Right. Gelbs would wear a dress shirt that was check a checkered dress shirt every game. Well, the three of them started having fun with him. They he goes, I think this should be a text poll. And Ron Darling goes, Yeah, should Steve wear his checkered shirts or start dressing more like his age? I mean, they were hammering him. Jim, down goes Frazier. This is during the, the Subway series. Hernandez goes, uh, Steve. And Steve goes, Yes. Should I even ask? Ask what? What shirt are you wearing today? They go to Steve Gelbs in the studio, and he's got a tux on. Hernandez would have made it better if it was one of those tuxedo T-shirts. No, no. This was 1960s giant black bow tie, dusty jacket. Forget it. Gary Cohen and Keith Hernandez could not stop laughing. You you lost me at, at, at that because the only way that it would have actually worked had it been a powder blue one. No, this was a black one. Think Lawrence Welk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dean Hernandez, Martin. Yeah. Yes. Hernandez and Cohen are laughing so hard they can't even broadcast the game. It's just, I'll send you the one. He made four of them. That's how much gold that these three men bring. They're having three separate bobblehead nights. Or if you go all three, you put it together, it's the booth. Nice. Yeah. Oh. First of all, Keith Hernandez, it was 39 years ago, June 15th, that the Mets sent Rick Ownby and Neil Allen to the St. Louis Cardinals for Keith Hernandez. On July 9th, Keith Hernandez is. Yeah. On July 9th, Keith Hernandez is number 17, will go into the upper left field corner to go with Jerry Kuzman's 36. Tom Seaver's 41, which, of course, now we have the statue. And Mike Piazza's 31 is the only four players to ever have their number retired by the New York Mets. I cannot wait because I got to hear what he's going to say. I hope he brings a checkered shirt. (laughs) I hope Gelbs wears a checkered shirt. I really do. Um, Howie is going to be – Howie's the MC of everything like that. And then, of course, he's the radio voice. Um we just passed 10 years since Johan Santana threw the first no-hitter in Mets history this yep. past month. Uh, and, of course, we had the combined no-hitter in April against the Phillies. This is the first This is the first year in a long time that I there's just something. You know, remember, remember the day of Game 7 in 2016? Yeah. It just felt different, right? Yes. This just feels different. Speaking of no-nos, did you happen to see how heartbreakingly close my boy Miles Michaelis came the other night? Yes, I did. I was actually I watched, I watched, I watched the early game on ESPN Plus. They did not broadcast the late game. I followed along and I'm like, okay, it's top of the ninth, one out. Why is the score not refreshed in five minutes, including the pitch count? Oh, dude! I felt so bad for Miles. I yeah, listen. I that I like Michaelis. I really do. I I think Michaelis is a very very good starter. Um, he's coming off an injury, right? Yes. Listen, he's nasty. He's nasty. He pitched against the Mets twice. Mets beat him both times, but he pitched against the Mets twice. They've been hit fifty 
or yeah, 50 sometimes already. Lindor took one in the back of the knee last night. Tell him to they get need- tough. It won't hurt as much. Never mind that. They Somebody needs to get beat. We need Javi Baez back because he's crazy enough to charge him out. Runet or Doors still out there somewhere, isn't he? <laughs> Baltimore. He's in Baltimore. It's quick. So Jim, trip up. Yeah, well, I'm, he's got to be in a Met uniform, which I like Odor. Speaking of, you sent you're sending me clips. Did you happen to send? Did you happen to watch the AEW clip I sent you? I have not, but I it is on my list of things to do tomorrow because I get you kind need of to watch that. The but there's another there's another one I'm going to send you from their New Year's Bash. Uh, it was a two on two all female street fight. And these are not like typical hardcore scarred up from head to toe like women. These are like four of their best looking and youngest talented wrestlers. There is a suplex into thumbtacks. There is a bottle being broken over somebody's head. There is a sleeper hold with the girl's arm wrapped in barbed wire. Um, This is, you look at all four of these women and be like, these girls could be models, but this it's not like it's not like Trish where they were models and then like started wrestling. These four have always been wrestlers. They just actually have, you know, the physical the attributes and beauty to go and, and looks to go with it. And did you ever watch TNA wrestling? No. Okay. There's a girl there who uh she went by the bunny and she's 33 years old, Laura Dennis. Uh, is her real name, and um, and her partner Penelope Ford, who's like 26, and they're going up against Ty Conti, who is like 27, 28, and 23 year old Anna J. And um, I, we talked about Anna J. with Alex last time. That's the that's yeah. the girl who's dating uh, uh, Luke Perry's son. Oh, okay, AKA Jungle Boy. They uh, his name is in AEW. But man, this is like I read about it. It's like I couldn't wait to find the the stolen video fast enough because I didn't want to wait for AEW to put the clip up three days later when they when the match actually aired because it was on tape delay. Oh, like okay. SmackDown, they would tape it on Thursday and show it on Friday. Okay. But man, is this just this is this was insane. There's one of the girls does a gotch style pile driver, which is instead of like grabbing by the waist. You reach through the groin area, so you basically have picked up by like one leg. Gotch pile driver off the apron through a table. That's Dudley stuff. It is. It is. It's very like Rhino esque from ECW. But yeah, watch watch the first clip I sent you. Tell me when you're done, and I'll send you the second one because this is just amazing. The last parting shot I will give you before we discuss what's coming up next. Um, did you happen to see me send you the breakdown of Deshaun Watson's draft weaknesses? Let's just say my father nearly dropped the phone while he was driving when I told him. No, no, we were at we were at Cork and Bottle last night, and he actually he, 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 he nearly he nearly dropped his scotch. That would have been. That would have been bad. Oh, doers and water, absolutely. 
forces the action and poor ball placement. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, They're not the wrong. Anyway, the jokes are going to keep coming. The only bad thing about bringing Natalie on is we got to be professional. I'd you know because we. I'll tell you. I'll talk to you about this off the air. But, um, yeah. But yeah. It's we've you know we're going to. Uh, we're gonna. You're gonna see a very serious side of us when she comes on with us. I uh, know. I agree with you. I, I, I want to do this on the up and up because she is a respected journalist and and, and she deserves that respect when we talk about it. Um, so, what is coming up on the JC Sports Note? As it stands right now, not a whole lot of anything because we just put our first post out uh, since I think like right around the first of the month. We kind of messed with the layout a little bit earlier. You'll see that. Uh, uh, my Twitter feed now runs down the side as opposed to being up on the top. So this way the uh, different pages aren't as smashed together. Uh, the Wise Guys page has now been redone uh, on there. Um, I'm going to mess with our logos a little bit, kind of get both of us represented uh, on there. Um, and then when this goes live, that'll actually get added to uh, the page. But it's just whatever, you know, whatever comes down the pipe. It's uh, just, you know. Work is slow and just trying to find motivation right now. Well, as far as Big Recon goes, I did my first solo episode in a while uh, last weekend uh, discussing my New York Mets. I am going to have – I'm going to start doing the research for the college football preview. Uh, my first year I did – I previewed all all the Power Fives, and I think I'm going to try and get into that again. Um, and then, of course, we'll have one to two Wise Guys shows a month. Uh, July should be fun. I am going to have a big week in baseball show. Alex has already said he'd be on when he was on with us. Uh, Willie, I'm going to try and get him. I'm going to try and get Tones. Uh, if Tones can't do it, I'm going to get Mr. Rice to see if he can do it. I was, just thinking, down, I was just thinking, we're gonna, John. And we're going to break down the first half of the MLB season. Uh, but by the way, the All-Star game is actually later this year. They moved it back because of the um, the labor stoppage. Yeah, because the labor stoppage. Then the trade deadline is August second, so look for a big show around the trade deadline that you're going to be on that one, because that's going to be. I can put up six people on here. We're going to go great. We're going to go ham on this thing. So where can we find the, where the where can we find a sports note there, Jim? It is jcbluno24.blogspot.com. Uh, links to all previous Wise Guys shows, both audio and visual. Audio through Google Podcasts. Uh, that's the service I use. Um, and then all uh, all previous Wise Guys shows on YouTube are linked up there as well, including the ones on my page, which are 18 and over uh, and, and are noted accordingly. So this way, if, if somebody is under 18 and doesn't get verification, they will not be able to watch that show. Yeah, because we kind of go in on yours. Um, so I did something when I was homesick the other day. And there is now a website for the Big Recon Show's uh, through pod page where every I single that. I was going to ask you about that before we every off, single right? episode that I have done, which is a hundred plus, believe it or not, um, is access accessible there. And as always here on the YouTube channel, big Recon on sports, Facebook, big Recon on sports, Twitter at big Recon on sport, Google, Spotify, anchor breaker, pocket cast, radio public, Amazon. And by the way, because it's on Amazon, it is also on audible. The July show that we are going to be doing, <laughs> the second half, possibly on, I think next month, I think we go, 
big weekend, and then we do the we do the second show on on yours. Note. Here's why. The second show towards the end of July. Then again, no, we could save this for August. Do you realize we are coming up on the one year anniversary of the Wise Guys? Holy cow! I am looking at the dates right now. The we unofficial the reunion show in August. The, the unofficial pilot of the Wise Guys show, what I like to call the pilot episode or episode zero of the Wise Guys show, was September fourth, twenty twenty one. The first Holy official cow. Wise Guys show was October twenty third. But if you're thinking the Wise Guys back together for the uh, doing content together for the first time in over twenty years. We are six weeks away. That's crazy. Eight weeks away. Eight weeks, eight, ten weeks, eight. but we're within we're 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 a little over a month out. Well then I say we do an extravaganza. I say we I, I say we I say we do middle of the afternoon and we bring on whoever we want. We bring on our dad, we bring on Steph, we bring on Natalie, if she's willing to come on, we bring out Willie, we bring on Alex, we get Rice. We we basically just turned it into a free – we turned it into the ultimate free-for-all, Battle Royale. Exactly. I think you and I should really put down and have a logo to debut by that point in time too. Yes. So we're going to sign off for tonight. It has been just about two hours, which is what I told my wife it would be. So I'm going to cut it 10 minutes shorter than that. I will have the audio of this up. It is going to be choppy, and it's going to be broken into two sections. So bear with me. It's not going to go up till tomorrow. Most importantly with tomorrow. Happy Father's Day to your dad, Jim. Um, and to and to your brother. And happy Father's Day to you. I'm glad that you thank brought you that so up. Much. I definitely wanted to get that in. Thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the content. Enjoy the jokes. And most importantly, out of all this, remember six years ago tomorrow. Remember the night that every father in Northeast Ohio finally got what he wanted for Father's Day. And it wasn't a tie, and it wasn't a sweater, and it wasn't a set of jumper cables, and it wasn't something for their car. It was the title that brought joy to the hearts of more than a million people who had longed for that feeling since 1964. Let's also keep in mind, yes, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was that one was more special than 64s because if you figure when they actually experienced the title in 64, they might have been too young to really appreciate it. Now they were old enough to be able to share it with their kids. There are plenty of fathers who went to bed that night. Never mind that. Most of the videos you see a fan reaction to that, it's all everybody's awake. And everybody's hanging on that last word. I'm just sorry that, you know, that my dad and I are going to be watching the U.S. Open tomorrow because it might be something where I kind of want to come home, but I don't know if I'd be able to squeeze Game 7 in because I downloaded it off of YouTube. I might watch the video tomorrow night. Yeah, I think I might actually have to start it before I go to his place tomorrow morning and then finish it after I get home. Maybe do the first half in the morning, leave, come home, do the second half. Start it when JR hits the first three. Although the funny thing is, is you still can't watch it without getting the same level of anxiety as six years earlier. No, you can't. No. Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy Father's Day.